You are listening to the Super Mamas Getting Tired podcast. I'm your host, Tori Henderson, and this is episode 147. All links and show notes can be found by going to lifecoachingforparents.com slash 147. Welcome to the Super Mom is Getting Tired podcast. This show is designed for moms who invest everything into parenting, but get overwhelmed, lost, and resentful. Listen and learn how to unburden yourself, feel calm, full of energy, and in control. I'm your host, master certified life coach, teacher, and recovering super mom, Tori Henderson. Hello, super moms. Happy spring. I hope you're out enjoying some lovely weather or maybe taking spring break with your kids. I am wishing you well this time of year. We are weeks away from selling our house that we've lived in for 22 years. It is a very big undertaking and the home stretch is is close. It's in sight. But instead of feeling excited about that, I am feeling nervous and apprehensive and sentimental. I've got both my kids home for the last time together in the house I raised them in. Oh my goodness. It is it is emotional. There's a lot of feelings. And whenever I get scared and uncertain of the move that I'm taking, I just think back to the pandemic and how bored I was. And how the nothing was happening, and it was the same thing every day. And just reminding myself that I'm choosing this, like I'm choosing chaos and adventure and uncertainty over predictability and certainty. It's funny how all through raising kids, you know, I just wanted to calm, I just wanted things to settle down and be peaceful because it was so chaotic. And I don't know if I got hooked on it or used to it, but as soon as things get peaceful and settled now, I'm looking for ways to shake it up. So that's what I'm up to. Speaking of pandemic, I just played the board game pandemic with my kids last night, and it was very fun and very uh, scarily reminiscent and accurate of the what we lived through. So if you and your family is into board games, I do recommend this game Pandemic. It's fun because you all work together to fight the disease. So there's no, it's all collaboration and strategy. So it was just kind of a different kind of game. Anyways, let's get to today's question, because if you are feeling overwhelmed with your to-do list, like it is dragging you through your days and you are stuck on a hamster wheel with Hannah, then today's question is for you. Hannah writes, dear Tori, I am not getting it all done. I have four school-aged kids, two dogs, a part-time job, a partner, and a house. I am blessed and grateful for this full and busy life, but... It frustrates me that no matter how much I accomplish, I am always behind. I keep forgetting things, losing things. No matter how fast I move, I feel like I'm always chasing my tail. The idea that I can master motherhood is falling fast. I just want to knock out my to-do list so I can relax, but it never happens. There's always more to get done. I go to bed thinking, if I just had more time. It's starting to impact my self-confidence. My family notices that I'm not the happy parent I used to be when the kids were little. They keep offering to give me massages or telling me to take breaks. 
but I know that if I do take a break, more work will pile up. It takes a lot of logistics to get my four duckies all moving in one direction. There's no time for wandering off. Please don't lecture me about overscheduling my children, but I am stressed and something's got to change. Stuck on the hamster wheel, Hannah. All right. Well, my hardworking super mom, Hannah. My heart goes out to you because I have certainly been where you are, and so many other moms are there right now with you. I've been talking to many, many moms who are feeling overwhelmed. Of course, I promise not to judge or lecture you because I have no idea how many activities are right for you or your kids. Everyone is different, and I trust that you're making the decisions that are right for you. Stress doesn't come from overscheduling. It comes from our thoughts about overscheduling. There are plenty of people that have a lot on their plate and are not stressed. And there are plenty of people, I know like moms who are empty nesters, like their kids have moved out of the house. They may not even be working. They just, I know a couple of people who don't work, no kids, and they're super stressed all the time. We find things to stress about, (laughs) okay? So it doesn't have anything to do, I mean, there is a correlation between overscheduling. If you are not aligned with who you're meant to be and you're not setting yourself up for kind of being the best version of you, certainly there's a correlation between being overscheduled and being stressed, but they can coexist separately is my point. So your question is one of the most common kryptonites for super moms. Tackling invisible problems? Well, that is my specialty. You aren't doing anything wrong, but the emotional energy you are in from dawn to dusk is exhausting and overwhelming. So we can call this problem time anxiety like I did in episode 38. We can talk about tips and tricks for prioritizing your to-do list but I did that in episode 129. So go listen to that if you're interested. We can talk about a resistance to relaxation, but I cover that in episode 69. So time anxiety is so insidious and a leading cause of tired supermoms that it is worth talking about it again in a new way. Getting stuck on the productivity hamster wheel robs you of your ability to enjoy this precious time of raising your beautiful kids. And I know that's what you want. Like ultimately, you're doing it. You're in the trenches, raising these kids, getting them to all their places, and you just want to be able to enjoy it. So let's compare our relationship with time to a romantic relationship. Does your relationship with time seem balanced? Like if your relationship with time was like a romance, is it mutually supportive, loving? Is it uplifting and energizing? In this example, mm, doesn't sound like it. It's more like Hannah is stalking her ex, okay? Think of time, Hannah, like it's your ex-boyfriend, hiding from you dodging your calls, pretending not to see you, and you are hunting it down, needing it back. I just need more time. I just need you back. You can't even look at dating anybody else because you're hyper-focused on getting this elusive hottie back to where your relationship last felt good. 
right? That's the energy that Hannah's in when it comes to her relationship with time. Hannah's brain is stuck on this hamster wheel of trying to get all her work done so she can finally relax. She's chasing her tail. She's chasing time. It seems like the only way to feel at peace is to cross items off of her to-do list. Similar to someone who thinks their ex is the only love they will ever need or want and no one else will ever fulfill them. So she's sort of hyper-focused, obsessed, and stuck on time being the answer to her problems. She is sort of this, has the, the energy of a stalker, and time is dodging her, ghosting her, and eluding her. So what I want Hannah to see, and anybody else that can relate to this, if you feel like you're chasing time, you're just trying to get more and more things done so that you can have more time, I want you to see that you are not the problem. Your to-do list is not the problem, and time is not the problem. The problem is that the relationship you have with time is unbalanced. A healthy relationship with time looks similar to a healthy romantic relationship. There's giving and receiving. It's mutually supportive. A healthy relationship is kind and gentle and compassionate. A healthy relationship is understanding and accepting of one another's limitations. So most people think of time as unlimited and a to-do list as finite. I think it's because time is invisible. And so we can't really like put our finger on it. It's not tangible. And so we think it's like endless. And then a to-do list we can look and see and touch. But so we think of it as finite. Like, oh, here's my to-do list. As soon as I get through this, then I'm done. Okay, but this is the erroneous thinking. This perception increases feelings of inadequacy, frustration, and disappointment when we don't get everything done. Your sentence, Hannah's sentence she wrote, is no matter how much I accomplish, I am always behind, is a sentence that's going to make anyone feel crappy. Imagine your child is going out for basketball and she's, maybe she didn't go out in fifth grade fourth grade, she went out in fifth grade, and you tell her, no matter how much you accomplish, you'll always be behind. That is an awful thing to hear when you are working your butt off on a daily basis, okay? That's like swallowing poison (laughs) every time you try to get through the day. You're starting from a weakened state when you have the thought, I'm always behind, You'll find a more peaceful relationship with time if you flip your perception. Think of time as finite and the to-do list as infinite. So time has limits. The to-do list never ends. Now, you might be thinking, "Uh, Tori, hold on a second. Thinking that time is limited and I have an endless amount of tasks is way more stressful. That is a terrible thought to think. It does not make me feel good. But here's the thing. We have a limited amount of time here on earth. Our kids are young and under our roofs for such a short period of time. We only have 24 hours in a day. We have 60 minutes in each hour. 
time is finite. It's limited. Once we can accept that, then we can call our brain to a higher place, okay? When you think time is limited, then it helps you think about what's really important. If I only have 24 hours a day and eight of those hours are spent sleeping, that leaves me 16 hours to dedicate towards things that I value, things that I love. Do I really want to be scrolling through my phone during those valuable hours? Do I really want to feel frustrated and stressed from dawn to dusk? Or is there another emotion I'd like to feel? If time is limited, is the highest use of these limited hours really to get everything done? Or is there another perspective worth adopting? The to-do list, super moms, I'm sorry to tell you, is infinite. The kids get older and more gets added. Some things drop off, but more things come on. One kid likes music. The other kid likes sports. Your animal lover cannot have enough animals around the house. You add more animals. You add more tasks, more to-dos. You want your kids to have relationships with family, friends, nature, culture. There's always more to learn, more to celebrate, more to clean, more to plan and do. As soon as you have a little space, you add more in because it's all good. There is no end to the amount of things you can add to your to-do list. So just because time is invisible, we think there is no end to it. To-do lists are visible, so we think they are finite. Flip them around and it will improve your relationship with time because it will be more realistic and connect you with your values and what you really want. So if you think of time like your closet. And the items on your to-do list are the clothes in your closet. If you jam it full of stuff, it makes sense that you would lose things and forget things, right? That you, oh, I forgot I had this in the closet. It's shoved way to the back. But that doesn't mean you are failing at motherhood. That just means you have an overstuffed closet. There is an endless amount of clothing in the world that you could bring home and stuff into your closet. You have the power to choose, curate, rotate winter and summer clothes, keep the essentials, and enjoy the items that you love most. That is within your power. Some people like the abundant feeling of a full closet with plenty of choices, which apparently I do when it comes to time in my calendar. Some people enjoy the simplicity of a pared-down minimalist closet. You get to decide what is right for you, but let's work on not fighting with the closet or fighting with the clothes that are in the closet, okay? You've got the situation that many moms in the trenches face called too much to do, not enough time to do it. You've got an infinite to-do list and a finite time frame. Right now, Hannah and all you other super moms out there that can relate are feeling overwhelmed, inadequate, and frustrated about the fact that there's too much to do and not enough time to do it. This is just a reality of modern living. But let's imagine that you can choose. I'm going to offer you a buffet table of emotions. How do you want to feel about the fact that you have more stuff to do than time to do it? This is where your control lies. You get to choose your emotion. 
you can choose how you want to feel about your overstuffed closet known as time. Do you want to feel peaceful? Do you want to feel empowered, motivated? Do you want to feel just sort of like neutral? Matter of fact, like, yep, this is just what it is. It's like, oh, it's cloudy today. Okay, let's work with that. Oh, today the sun is shining. All right, let's go. Like, that's just sort of a neutral emotion. The most important thing, though, is to take back your power. When we feel like getting through the to-do list is the only way we get to relax and we ne- then we never get through it, it feels like we have no power. We're giving all our power away and giving our ability to feel at peace to our to-do list. So choosing how you want to feel and focusing on that emotion helps us create a new relationship with time that is more balanced and healthy. Today's life coaching answer, or what gets in the way from creating a more balanced, peaceful relationship with time, is a fear of future emotions. We create stress in the present by worrying about feeling a negative emotion in the future. I used to do this all the time, right? Like I would be so stressed about getting things done because I didn't want to beat myself up. I had a very mean, inner mean girl voice in my head that would like, see, you should have done it on Friday when you had time. And now here it is Sunday night and you have to stay up super late and you're such an idiot. What were you thinking? And you were lazy. And I would judge myself super harshly. And so the fear of the beratement, <laughs> the fear of the self-beating would make me scared and stressed in the present. So we are afraid to take a break for fear of feeling more stressed out later on. I don't want to rest now because then I'm going to be super stressed later. We're afraid to drop a ball or forget something because we might feel judged by other moms, teachers, coaches, our own children were going to judge us or get mad at us for forgetting something or not doing something. Or maybe our partners are going to think that we're lazy or you know, incompetent or forgetful or whatever. So the fear of being judged by other people creates stress in the present. We are afraid to fall behind, quote unquote behind, because the voice in our head will tell us we are failing at motherhood and will believe it. This fear of future emotions causes us to feel negative emotions now. We are stressing out now for a fear of how we're going to feel in the future. There are two ways to deal with this. First is to learn how to process emotions quickly and effectively. To move emotions through you in a healthy way so that they don't eat you alive. It takes a little time and practice, but it is well worth the journey. This is what we work on in, in life coaching. The thing we fear most is a negative emotion. We don't want our kids to die because we don't want to be grief stricken. We don't want to take breaks from our busy lives because we fear feeling anxious, overwhelmed, embarrassed, ashamed, all the negative, yucky stuff. When you get good at feeling feelings, there's nothing to be afraid of because you trust yourself to handle any emotion that comes your way. A feeling shows up, you say hello to it, 
close your eyes, give yourself 90 seconds to process it in the body, and then it moves on. Allowing yourself to feel anxiety and overwhelm without resisting them will save you so much time, energy, and hassle. When we resist emotions, they can last forever, but feeling them is quick and relatively painless. But sometimes we need someone to hold our feet to the fire because we're so good at stuffing emotions down, resisting them, distracting ourselves, that it does help to have somebody like help you kind of breathe and mindfully work through it. The second way to deal with this problem of the fear of future emotions is to recognize that the reason we imagine feeling so terrible in the future is because we know what we're going to say to ourselves about ourselves. You don't want your kids to die because you don't want to feel despair or grief and sadness. But what's even worse is what you might say to yourself when you're sad and grieving. And this voice comes in and says, I told you you shouldn't have let him eat that grape. I told you you shouldn't have let him drive that car. Or we might say something really nasty, like a good mom would have insisted on getting a second opinion from the doctor, right? Like if our kids were to die and we are in the most grief-stricken despair, that inner mean girl is going to come on and exacerbate our grief. It's going to pour salt in the wounds. And this inner mean girl that sits inside our head is who we ultimately fear. That even when we're in our darkest days, there's no inner compassion. There's no voice in our head that's being nice to us. So if you were to build a more peaceful relationship with time, that inner mean girl might come in and say things like, you're lazy, you're falling behind, see, everybody knows you're not cut out for this, you suck at it, you're you know, failing at motherhood. You don't have time to relax because there's work to be done. Whatever. This inner mean girl is relentless. She is the cause of the shame, the guilt, the embarrassment, the despair. But guess who determines what that inner mean girl says to us inside our heads? Guess who that is? We do. We get to decide what we say to ourselves about ourselves. It might not seem like it because it's kind of on automatic pilot. So that's why it takes some time to undo that voice. But learning how to undo it and manage our minds is probably one of the most valuable, worthwhile skills to have in your back pocket if you want life to be more enjoyable. Today's Supermom Kryptonite is trying to optimize your day. You've got a busy life with a lot going on. So it makes sense you would want to optimize your time. But trying to optimize or maximize every minute of every day is exhausting. Many moms who struggle with time anxiety strive every day to spend their time in the most optimal way. It sounds lovely. Your inner perfectionist loves this idea right? Don't we all want to just optimize every minute of every day and be like super productive people who get everything done? My inner perfectionist certainly loves that idea. But it's a kryptonite because when we don't meet our own high perfectionistic expectations, 
we feel defeated. We either optimize our time, which temporarily silences the mean girl voice. Now notice there's no like high fives. <laughs> it's not like when you spend your day in an optimal way and you get a ton done. It's not like there's a celebration or your inner mean girl's like, you did it, good for you. You're a total awesome badass. Like she's not doing that. She just goes quiet and dark and doesn't beat you up. So we can temporarily silence the inner mean girl voice by having a perfect day. Or most likely, 90% of the time, we feel behind, stressed, and have to work even harder to quiet that inner mean girl voice. So Hannah's sentence, the idea that I can master motherhood is falling fast, clued me into some unconscious maximizing she might be doing. Either I'm mastering motherhood or I'm, what, failing? Failing a motherhood? Is that the alternative? This black and white thinking is exhausting and creates a toxic relationship with time. Today's Supermom Power Boost, what you can do to give yourself a boost of energy is to remember that it's not all on you, that managing your calendar and your time and getting all your four duckies to move forward is not 100% on your shoulders. It's not your success or failure. It's easy to get overwhelmed when you think everything is on you. It's up to you to get your duckies moving in the line, to get your responsibilities, to sign field trip forms and birthday parties and spring snacks to softball games. Like it's all, those are, there's a lot on your shoulders. We're not gonna lie. Your job, your house, your pet care, your sporting events, your children's schooling, your safety, your, their safety, their clothing, their hygiene, their social life, their sleep. It seems like it's all on your shoulders. Not to mention your own, right? There's a lot feels like it's on your shoulders. And I get it. But it's not all on you. You are co-creating this life. There is a team of people helping you move your duckies forward. Sometimes we call it God or the universe that is either helping or hindering your ability to get things done. Games get rained out kids get sick. All the lights turn green on your way to soccer practice. Sometimes, without any effort on you, your kids get good grades. Sometimes, without any effort on your part, things just work out. Sometimes, despite your greatest efforts, things don't work out. You are co-creating this life with the universe, there are some things that are not within your control. And so to take credit, blame, or success for having everything go smoothly is erroneous thinking. Because sometimes things just go smoothly without you doing anything, and sometimes things fall apart despite your best efforts. You are also co-creating this life with your children. Sometimes when you aren't looking, your kids become more capable. They start bathing themselves, brushing their own teeth. They pour their own cereal and they learn to use a microwave. Sometimes they complain so loudly and continuously about going to gymnastics that you decide it is not worth it. 
Your kids are helping you create this life. Whether they're complaints and they're negative emotions and you're just like, oh my gosh, I do not have the energy in me to fight this. Fine, (laughs) do what you want, play your video games. Or sometimes they are so persistent and sometimes they take over and they want to do things themselves and they're independent, right? That, That it's not all on your shoulders. So pick a thought that feels good to you. Next time you're stressed about not getting everything done and you feel like you're failing, remember that you're only part of the equation here. You're like one third, okay? We give a third to the universe, we give a third to your kid, and we give a third to you. So trying to just mind your own business and focus on the things you have control over is gonna help you feel better. So next time you feel stressed about not getting it all done, find a thought about that that helps you feel good. Maybe it's something like, I am being guided. There are other forces at work here that are showing me the way. I am co-creating this life. This is the life I wanted. My job is to have a good relationship with time. I want to feel balanced. I have a full and busy life and I wouldn't want it any other way. This is what I feel I'm meant to be doing. Remind yourself of that this is the life you want, to focus on the things you have control over, and that it's not all on you, that moving your four little duckies forward is not a success or failure for you as a person. Today's quote of the day, Actually, I had two because I couldn't choose. They're both from Julie Morgenstern, who wrote uh, Time Management from the Inside Out. Very good book, I recommend. Today's quote, insisting on doing everything yourself burdens you and prevents others from being valued and needed. Good reminder to all of us super moms that when you want to do everything yourself, it prevents your kids from feeling valued and needed. All right, and your partners too. The other quote I liked was, we all have different interests, skill sets, concentration cycles, and energy levels. The key is to find out how long it really takes you to do the things you need to do and move away from wishful thinking. And that's just a journey that you can read about in, I think, episode 69 or listen to that one. but it's about being more realistic about the time. Like for me to record a podcast, I have to admit that it takes me more than three hours. Even though I would like it to take less, I imagine it's gonna take less. Over time, you track and you realize like, no, it's a four-hour process. And so for me, like I was just doing this morning, I was laying in bed and like, okay, I've gotta get up and record my podcast because I didn't do it on Thursday, which is when I had marked it on my calendar. I didn't do it on Friday. And so I'm going to get up early Saturday morning and do it. But I didn't beat myself up for that. And that's what has shifted for me now. In the past, I would have been afraid of the beating. I would get myself like, oh my God, I have to get up early. Why was I so lazy? I should have done it on Friday. How come I can't be more self-disciplined? Yada, 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 in our mean girl voice, right? And so now I was laying in bed going like, wow, there really is no more angst about it. It's just like, okay, 
this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to get up early because I want to. I want to record this podcast. I want to get it out at the same day and same time every week. I like to be consistent and it's no big deal. (laughs) So I hope that this helps all you stressed out super moms out there. If you want to some help with learning how to process emotions in an easy way that does not um, (laughs) swallow you whole, let me know. You can go to lifecoachingforparents.com slash work with me and schedule a free discovery call. Or if you need help managing the mind and taming that inner mean girl, that is a just both of those things are the most valuable things you could ever spend time, money, energy on. It will affect and impact every area of your life in a very positive way and help you be the mom you want to be for your kids so you can role model and teach them how to do it too. All right, super moms, I will love you and leave you. Have a blessed day. Want a free life coaching session? Go to lifecoachingforparents.com and schedule yours today. And thank you so much for listening. I would love it if you would subscribe and share these podcasts with your friends. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the air, go to lifecoachingforparents.com slash record my question and you can send me a voicemail recording or write me an email and I'll answer it on the air. Thanks again. Have a great day.